Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. of Purple Insider, Matthew Collar here, along with Chad Graff of The Athletic, and um, because other media rooms are taken, I'm sitting on the floor, and uh, we're going to do some uh, some fun things with this podcast. Chad, what's going on, buddy? I'm excited. I, I, I like the, the visual that you're painting as we're in this glorified closet sitting on the floor, so uh, things are going well here on day three of training camp. The reason that I'm using a chair as a desk is because I have my computer in front of me. And on my computer, I have created a Vikings 2021 hype survey. So if anyone ever used to read magazines, this thing that used to exist at grocery stores that you would buy, sometimes in the back of those magazines, you would have like, here's a test to figure out what kind of lover you are. Agree or to disagree, one to five. So that's what I've created for you, and that's where we're going to start. And then I've got a few other questions Okay, for I you. love that. I do think there's a way to relate that perhaps to a young, younger generation. This is um, BuzzFeed's Which Disney Princess Are You, oh, but perfect. of the Vikings. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how hyped are you about the 2021 Minnesota Vikings? I have eight questions, Okay. and here's kind of how it goes. So if you score below a 10 – well, let me count it down from the top – if you score above a 35 on this, eight questions, one to five, that means Super Bowl. <laughs> if it's between 30 and 35, multiple playoff wins, 25 to 30 is a wild card win, 20 to 25 is a wild card loss, 15 to 20 is barely missed the playoffs, 10 to 15 is everyone is fired, and below 10 is did the roof collapse. <laughs> So did the birds fly through the roof? (laughs) Yes. Right. I'm going to predict that I will score a 24. That's my early prediction. I've seen none of the questions. Gotcha. Don't know how it's going to work, but I think right around that wild card loss is where I'm thinking going into the season. Okay. So play along at home. It's a 40 is the highest score. Obviously zero or well, five would be the lowest since it's one through five. So you have to answer every question with one is strongly disagree, okay. five is strongly agree, and then that's the range in between there. So one, two, five. And okay? tweet your scores after. I'll be curious <laughs> how many people are at like seven and how many are at 38. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you should get past seven just based on there okay. is kind of a free space question at the end. <laughs> uh, all right. So the first question is, or well, I should say the first uh, comment, and then you answer if you agree or disagree, is... These injuries early in camp are no big deal. One is disagree. Five is strongly agree. I will. These injuries in camp are no big deal. No big deal. So you either disagree, which is closer to one, or you strongly agree that they're no big deal with a five. So if it's no big deal at all, it's a five. 
for now, I, I'm going to say a five. Uh, Michael Pierce has already surprised me by what he's done. Danielle Hunter, who I thought was going to be eased it. Well, no, I, I, as I'm talking it through a four and I'll give you my one reason, but there's a lot of optimism, um, including that Cam Dantzler's out there. Danielle Hunter looks like the Danielle Hunter of old. Michael Pierce is practicing. There's a lot of reasons for optimism. The one knock and it frightens me because I think it could become a giant knock is Christian Derrissaw is not practicing. This could drag on. It won't surprise me for more than a week. It will not surprise me. In fact, I wouldn't expect him to play in the first preseason game. And if Christian Derrissaw is not facing an NFL defensive end, which he hasn't done yet because he you know, was injured through organized team activities in minicamp, um, if he's not facing an NFL D-end until – two weeks, three weeks out from the regular season, how's he going to beat Rashad Hill for that job? So I just, the more Derrissaw sits out, the more I think that he probably won't be the starting left tackle. Are you talking yourself back from four the I other direction? I from five to four. I'm going to hold it four. Okay. Because I, I have, I don't think that um, Derrissaw to Hill is too, too drastic. So I'm going to stick with four for now. Okay. I'm going to give my answers too and yep. take my own survey. Uh, I'm going to go with a three here. I'm going to say that uh, I think that the Derisaw one and the fact that Westbrook wasn't ready to go right away, we're talking about starting a little bit behind uh, in in training camp. So, um, you know, also Hunter coming back, he looks okay these first couple of days, not in pads, but we don't really know. And with everything relying on Hunter, and there is, I think, a lot of reliance on Michael Pierce, 340-pound guy hurts his calf right away. I I'm going to go three because I don't think it's like panic level, but I think it is. Um, I think it's a thing. Okay. Second statement. Kirk Cousins is capable of taking the team to another level. You strongly agree at five. You strongly disagree at one. So Kirk Cousins has proven that he can take them to a borderline top 10 offense, somewhere around maybe eight if you're really generous and, and 11, 12 if you're more pessimistic to another level than that. Essentially, do I think that they can be like the number five offense in the NFL? I don't think so. He's got a ton of weapons. The offensive line is a concern to me. Having a first-time play caller is a concern to me. So for all of those reasons, I'll go three here. Okay, you're going to go three. I will – I'm going to go two. And the reason I'm going to go two is because I think that the level we've seen from 2019 and 2020 is the level. Um, that's about where their offense is going to be and whether they make the playoffs, how deep they go, will pretty much rely on if Mike Zimmer gets the defense back up to where it was expected to be, if the kicking is good, if the fumbles go their way. But another level from this to be in the area of where Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady to fly in that high air, because right now they're like second-tier offense. And seeing them go to another level, I don't really know. And and if you if you take that as another level of win a divisional round and get to the NFC Championship, I'm going to have to see that one too because we have a pretty big sample size of that not happening. So I'm going to go two. You're going to go three. So right away, my 2021 hype test is a little bit lower. <laughs> I've uh, got you at a five right now, two okay. questions in. And uh, let me add yours in. So you're <laughs> at a seven. Okay. Judging by how happy Mike Zimmer has been, this is number three, <laughs> I think they can be a top five defense. You either strongly agree at five or strongly disagree at one. I'm starting to feel like a homer, but this is my first five. Uh, and, you know, Mike Zimmer's delight, I think, stems from the fact that 
when you look at what their options were this offseason, there was going to be an area that they could not address just because of the money that they had, the resources that they had. That area, for better or worse, was the offensive line. The offensive line did not get better, perhaps got worse. We'll see how it ends up. But on the flip side, they brought in four, call it, starting caliber defensive ends with Weatherly and the three – or defensive linemen with Weatherly and the three def- – defensive tackles they brought in three starting caliber cornerbacks they brought in um their new starting safety like this defense not only brought all of that they now have bar healthy kendrick's healthy hunter healthy uh, i don't see any reason why they can't be a top five defense okay top five to me is just a little too aggressive okay i'm gonna go with a three here because i think that there is a chance that they are a top five defense but Without any more pass rush than Richardson as a situational rusher and Daniil Hunter coming off neck surgery, the fact that they're relying on a 31-year-old Patrick Peterson who even, from what he says, did not have a good year last year, I do think Zimmer and his adaptation, which has been a main topic here among our press conferences, mostly my fault, but I mean, I think that Zimmer is good at this, as good at taking the things that were going wrong for his system and changing them and changing them year after year to be good. I just think that the top five level is a little much for a team that's relying on some things to go right for them. And they do have a pretty tough quarterback schedule now that Aaron Rodgers is back. If Aaron Rodgers was not back, I would say, okay, two games against Jordan Love, two games against maybe Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, two games against Jared Goff. Like, yeah, they can be that. I'm going to say with Rodgers that I'm more thinking that they cracked the top 10, but maybe not the top five. I'm starting to feel like I perhaps have had too much purple Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> I was just looking, though. They still had a decent third down defense with nobody. Like, that defensive line was terrible a year ago. Still had a decent third down defense. So my five stems both from the players that they got, but more so – um, you know, just an immense faith in Mike Zimmer's defense. I, I don't perhaps carry that same faith throughout, you know, the, all of the aspects of being a head coach, but the defensive side, uh, I do think that they can and, and maybe even should be a top five defense. I don't think that you're being, well, this is why we're taking the test, by right. the way. I guess we're to, finding to out, find as we out go, right, right. to find out exactly <laughs> how far, but I don't think like any of these takes are illogical for how far you're pushing your meter to the strongly agree <laughs> so far. It's just like, how much do you believe in some of the players that they brought in and how they're all going to come together? And uh, based on Zimmer's track record, they had top five defense in either yards or points like every single year outside of 2014 and last year. So it's not it's not a crazy take. Um, it's just you're you're believing in it a little bit more than I am. Um, because I think that those questions need to be answered first about not having the extra pass rushers and just like how the secondary is going to gel. Like Xavier Woods, we don't know how he's going to fit with Harrison Smith and Peterson and Breland and like can Cam Dantzler stay healthy or how's Alexander going to you know come back in. So all those things need to kind of be answered for me, but I don't think it's an illogical take. All right, question number four or comment number four, statement number four. The offensive supporting cast around Kirk Cousins is way better than last year. Ooh, the supporting cast. Now, just for clarity, uh, does this include everything from the offensive coordinator to the offensive line? Yes. Everything you, you around can, yes, him. Yes, you can okay. include offensive coordinator in supporting cast. Is it better than last year? I, you know, this might be crazy. I'm going to give a two here. 
Okay. Um, I think that there's a fair case to be made that the offensive line got worse, a fair case to be made that um, the offensive play caller got worse. We don't know anything about Clint Kubiak's play calling. Maybe he'll be better than his Super Bowl winning father. For now, I'm skeptical. Um, you know, I, I think that they made the right choice in getting rid of Kyle Rudolph, but I don't know that subtracting Kyle Rudolph makes the tight ends instantly better. Uh, they played with two tight ends more than any team. So it's not like Irv Smith didn't get opportunity last year. And now he's simply going to break out because he's the number one tight end. He was still on the field a ton last year. Um, their depth wide receivers, I would argue, did not get better. Uh, can you expect the same thing from Justin Jefferson? I think so. He's very good, but that's a high bar to set. Can you expect the same thing from Dalvin cook? He's very good, but that's a high bar that he set. He's got a ton of weapons around him, but I'm not necessarily sold that every single thing around him is better than a year ago. Yeah. For me, the left tackle situation is a huge part of this. Like let's not overlook that left tackle is probably the second most important position on the field on offense. And Riley reef was just darn good. And when you look at their schedule, I know I've brought this up a number of times on the show, but their schedule features a lot of great pass rushers. And if it's Rashad Hill, I think Rashad Hill can play. Do I think Rashad Hill could be better than Riley reef last year? Absolutely not. Do I think even Christian Derrissaw can be better than Reef last year? Absolutely not. Is D.D. Westbrook different than Tajay Sharp or Kendall Wright or Jordan Taylor or Laquan Treadwell? Like, yes, but by how much? Because Tajay Sharp was, oh, he's done this before, and Kendall Wright had like 57 catches the year he came here and then did nothing. And, and Westbrook doesn't even come here fully healthy and, and not a $1 million deal. So it's very hard for someone to say, well, come on, they got Westbrook. One year, one million means the whole league was not super high on this idea. So I'm not going to go crazy saying that that's way better. I think it's a good move, but I'm not going to say, oh my gosh, it's way better. Same with a fifth round receiver like Smith-Marset. Last year, we were talking about Alexander Hollins, just like we are (laughs) KJ Osborne right now. And with Delvin Cook, it does concern me how much uh, workload he got last year. I have the same number. I have two as well. Uh, So right now you have surpassed the roof collapsing though. So that's... I'm not sure you have. You're at at 10. You at least are higher on it than the roof collapsing. Okay. Fifth statement. One is strongly disagree. Five is strongly agree. I have no concerns at all about the kicking. (laughs) I mean, it's the Vikings. So that automatically takes off four and five just by (laughs) virtue of the franchise. Um, Greg Joseph and Riley Patterson. Where do they fall on a one through three for me? I mean... I have a hard time going above two. I, they've, I haven't seen either of them in a preseason game. Let's see how they handle, you know, Mike Zimmer in a preseason game saying that he's going to start going for two because Riley Patterson missed an extra point. I, I, you know, am I extremely worried about it? Probably not. I guess I'm sure they're fine. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about them other than they're probably fine, but it's still the Vikings. They're still kickers. It's still extremely important. It's still a head coach who does not have a great track record with kickers. So I think I'll go with a two. Yeah. I also went with a two because, well, not only just kickers, but Greg Joseph has one year of kicking in the NFL. Riley Patterson is an undrafted free agent who is on the pup list to start off the season. <laughs> uh, the only reason I did consider going higher is that it actually couldn't be worse. Like Dan Bailey and the Vikings were the worst kicking team in the NFL last year. 
So you can't do lower than the worst. Even if Greg Joseph was the same as himself in Cleveland, it would probably be fine. But to say that I have no concerns when you automatically need to have concerns just based on the franchise and where we're standing right now. Um, yeah, that is one that I think is is a big concern. I think this sort of this question also sort of speaks to special teams in general, that they were very poor last year. And there's a lot of things they're going to have to show to change that. Like, do they have a punt returner? Do they have a kick returner? That kind of thing. So we're both at two. And we're five questions in, correct? Yeah. I'm starting to get the sense that your score is not going to be very high with a 12, five questions in. This is why you take the quiz. You never know which Disney princess Sometimes you think you're going to be Cinderella and you turn out to be... Little Mermaid. (laughs) We're going to brush up on our Disney princesses. Don't worry. Uh... (laughs) When were those made that we just named, like 1947? (laughs) Uh, All right. Sixth statement is fans being back in the stands will be a massive advantage for the Vikings. Hmm. So I hate to say this because I I love having fans at games. I don't think it makes quite as big of a difference as – Teams and fans would like to tell themselves, unfortunately, I think if you look at the record of home teams and, and you know, the point spread that they should be getting, it has gone down um, even before year by year. It's gone down even before the pandemic. But having said all of that, I do think that the Vikings have a home field advantage that some other teams don't. So I think I'm just going to go right down the middle with this one. I think this is a three for me. Um, does home field advantage make a world of a difference no, you know, I think the numbers bear that out. I think the fact that it's, you know, indoors bears that out. But that said, I think the Vikings do have a home field advantage. So I'm going to give them a three. I'm going to go four on this because that place last year was miserable. And there were several games that I thought they would have won if they had fans in the stands. The game against Dallas. Tennessee. Tennessee has a fourth quarter comeback. Tennessee. There were game-winning drives last year against the Vikings at home that I'm not sure would have happened if they had fans in the stands because we've seen, especially when it's not Drew Brees or something, we've seen quarterbacks just melt in big spots against Mm -hmm. the Vikings. We've even seen this from Aaron Rodgers where he struggles sometimes against the Vikings defense, and and albeit they were good, but I expect them to be good still. If there were fans in the stands last year, they're still a bad defense, but they're not as bad and i especially think that it helps in the red zone third Third down down situations yeah and And i will say for all the stadiums we go to u.s bank stadium at its loudest is louder than yes i think anywhere else that we've been yeah i i have not uh superdome is the only place sure yes yeah that was a miss on my part yep superdome Yep, that's the only place where i was sitting next to sam ekstrom in the playoff game and he could not hear me (laughs) just trying to talk to him uh all right Statement number seven, COVID will not be a problem at all. Oh, no. (laughs) COVID will not be a problem problem at at all. all. Well, we know that the league does not want to move games. Um, I think that they're going to do everything in their power to to play the games. So part of me is optimistic because I – you know, I'm vaccinated. I I like that Minnesota has done well – getting the vaccine, but I I'm going to say a three because while there are a lot of teams who have done very well getting the vaccine, the Vikings, you know, as far as we know, don't seem to be one of them. Um, uh, so, you know, even if you have only 70% of your locker room vaccinated, that's certainly, um, 
a lot better than nothing and better than last year. And there's a chance that things go off without a hitch um, with those numbers. But at the same time, by all accounts, some of their best players um, are the ones so far who are not vaccinated. So uh, it's it's hard for me to go higher than a three. So I'm just going to go with the three. I feel the same way. I also go with the three here because I do think the Vikings players who are not vaccinated, the ones that we've sort of figured out by who's wearing masks, uh, I'm not going to try to call those players out necessarily because I don't want to be wrong. And there are some players who might wear masks anyway, because um, this is something that's being mentioned as a possibility for just general society. So I don't want to say for sure a guy who has a mask is not vaccinated, but um, it appears they have a number of stars that are not. And if you have an outbreak and you lose several stars for a game, you're just going to lose. If you lose your quarterback, or your wide receiver, or your star defensive tackle, I'm again, not calling particular <laughs> people out, but if you lose these people, you might end up with some L's. And so I am concerned about that, but I also think that these are players who followed the protocols last year. Uh, and it was not necessarily an issue. I think Adam Thielen missed one game due to COVID protocol, and that was it maybe for the whole season. Riley Reef in the very last game uh, also missed. So th- they didn't have a much of a problem. That and his million year. dollars that he ended up yes. just uh, taking with him yes. on his way to Cincinnati. Yes, that they were trying to like woo him back with, <laughs> and ultimately he just took. Good for you, Riley. Yeah. So I'll go a three there. You'll go a three there. That leaves you at – 22 okay my prediction was 24 and now you get a free space oh boy you're at 19 yeah press box food will be back to full strength this year so if you're playing i don't know that this is a free space you don't think so Uh, i thought this was an an auto five say five really okay i thought this was an auto five because it couldn't be worse than frozen bananas last year oh so it's better not that it will be back to its usual glory i I did say back to full strength okay i was expecting that it would be back i'll say four I'll okay, say four. Okay. All right. Very negative about the food then. Um, well, I'm, I just, you know, I cherish the omelet bar and the uh, the fried chicken and waffle stand before noon games. And and we'll see. I'm, I'm not ready to give that a five like it seems you might be. Okay. So if you are then playing at home, do it this way. Instead of press box food, which is my concern, just the stadium. Your ex- concessions. The stadium experience the, or whatever. Yep. The, the stadium experience when you return will be back to full strength. Uh, okay, so am you, I giving you a five for that? So you finished. Give me a five. Okay, yeah, you got a four. You finished with twenty six, which puts you barely over into the wild card win. Wow! All where, right, where did I finish? You finished with a wild card loss. Oh, okay, twenty four okay. points, just barely <laughs> reaching that wild card win. Turns out. All you needed was one more point along the way, and they're winning a playoff game. So, so if that comes back to haunt them, just remember you gave a three somewhere instead of a four. I was going to say, and this is what it will ultimately come down to, is I gave the kicking a two. And if right. I had given it a three, right. they make the kick to win the wild card game. <laughs> Instead, it goes wide left. This is going to be haunting to listen to <laughs> in early January. Right. So uh, neither one of us were at Super Bowl, baby. Neither one of us were at uh, multiple playoff wins, mm-hmm. which I think – Tell me if you agree with this. I had a really good conversation with Eric Eager of PFF about expectations for this team and how Las Vegas is actually different than I think the fan base. Vegas has them as a mid-pack type team, a team that would lose a a playoff game in the wild card. And I think the expectations here for fans and within the organization is 30 to 35. If we were having people in the organization fill this out, I think they end up with 30 to 35. 
Um, why do you think that that is, that there seems to be this gap in terms of expectations? Well, so I think some of it started with the Green Bay drama and some eyebrows being raised at first and the potential of, oh my God, are we going to be favorites in the division if Aaron Rodgers doesn't report? What if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play? We're we're the number one team. We're sitting pretty. So I think some of it stems from that. I think the other part of it is you look at last year and the offense was good. All that was missing was defense and special teams. I think you look at special teams and say, new coordinator, new kicker, um, new perhaps punt returner, new perhaps kick returner. Like there's there's some reasons that the special team is going to be different. Um, not saying that they're going to make every kick, but it it has to be better. It, it can't possibly get worse. They, you know, were maybe the worst kicking team, were, were the worst punt return team, their kick return. What they were just bad across the board. Um, and then you know the other phase of the game is is defense, and nobody expects the defense to be as bad as they were a year ago. The question is how good can they be? Um, in training camp, everybody's in the best shape of their lives and and ready to go. And you've only heard great things about why the team signed Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce coming back and all these things. So expectations, I think, are incredibly high for the defense, which is why I think they're incredibly high for the team. I want to remind you to go to sodastick.com to get your original Minnesota sports-inspired goods. If you have not seen it yet, you've got to check it out. A couple of my favorite designs are the Duck Duck Gray Duck and the Randy Moss Goat, which you've got to see. Uh, all their apparel is screen-printed here in Minnesota on super soft, super comfy shirts and hoodies. You will love it. We're going to hook you up with free shipping on your next order. By the way, use Promo code Purple Insider for free shipping. That's SodaStick, S O T A S T I C K dot com. Original Minnesota sports inspired goods. Code Purple Insider for free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I think that it's totally okay to assume that the things that went right last year, of which we act like there were none, uh, are going to be right again. Mm -hmm. But I also think that if they're not, then we're talking about similar results. So let's say the defense is better and the fans impact them and the kicking is better and all these things, but... Let's say that, you know, Rashad Hill gets hurt and Christian Derrissaw isn't ready or Brian O'Neill gets hurt or Justin Jefferson gets hurt or whatever it might be. Like last year, the offense was healthy the whole season, almost 100 percent. Kirk Cousins has been healthy his whole career. And I mean, there's no reason to think the quarterback gets hurt. But if the quarterback misses two games, it's a huge loss and a massive drop off. Delvin Cook is one of the best players in the NFL last year. If he's not one of the best players in the NFL this year, if he's like second half Delvin, that's, you know, three quarters the speed of first half Delvin. I mean, if the if the schedule is harder, if the defenses are harder that they face, I think they face two teams the whole season, two games against teams that finish in the top 10 in QB rating against. Well, what if it's five? What if it's six? So, you know, there's 
a lot of things that I kind of go back and forth about. And even when you look at like last year, oh, if we just did this, we would have won that game. I mean, they were actually in terms of that regression or luck, an average team in close game luck. So it wasn't like, oh, well, they just got really unlucky. So I guess that's why it's like the things we can't predict are the ones that could get you. And I, I don't know how to like make that into a take other than just to say that there are things that could happen along the way that did not happen last year that could this year, they could sort of derail everything. It's like if everything clicks together, could they be in the NFC championship game? Absolutely. They could. That's why we took the survey. Well, it, <laughs> I think they've kind of been this team for three years where if things go really well, yep. they can go to new Orleans and beat a hall of famer on the road in the playoffs. If things go poorly they can you know win seven games and have a bad defense and be not a very good team like it's it's a pretty volatile spot where they are where I do think they have a decently high ceiling I don't think it's a Super Bowl ceiling but I think they have a pretty high ceiling but they also have a pretty low floor where what if Patrick Peterson just isn't very good anymore he led the league in penalties last year and got beat quite a bit what if they have no pass rush outside of Daniil Hunter for as good as he is coming off of a serious injury. Um, Pierce isn't known for his pass rush. Tomlinson isn't known for his pass rush. Weatherly's numbers aren't as good as the Fadi Adenigbo's. Um, what if the third linebacker spot matters a lot and you just don't have anybody? What if Cameron Dantzler gets hurt? Like there are a bunch of what ifs um, that could lead you to a, a low floor. And, you know, I, I personally think it's kind of fun to follow a team with this kind of volatility we'll see where it ends up going but kind of like last year I think it's a team that could come out one week and lead you to say oh my god they are really good and then the very next week lay a stinker and be like these guys are terrible they're not going to the playoffs that's who they've been really with Kirk Cousins is that on a given week you could really believe that they're a great team uh, I remember after the win in Dallas, I think it was on Sunday Night Football, where we sort of declared like, wow, OK, they've taken this next step and so forth. And then they played Green Bay a few weeks later at home and got smashed by a team that was good. And that has sort of been their M.O. as a team is if they're playing someone good, they probably lose. If they're playing someone bad, they probably win. And then there's a stinker thrown in there that really shocks us. Change that this year. And you could be quite different. Don't even change it by winning all the games against winning teams, but just a couple. Yeah. And, and it could be different this year. But when you feel like the schedule and its strength will determine where you go. Right. And we don't know a lot of things on the schedule. We do know Rodgers is back, but we don't know about Justin Fields or Trey Lance and and how teams are going to look as you go along. We don't even know how Joe Burrow is going right. to look in week one. Their right? first two games, Cincinnati is a, I think, pretty volatile team. Arizona is a pretty volatile team. Like some people think Arizona is ready to, you know, compete for that division with two other great teams in it. And, you know, it also wouldn't surprise me if Arizona won six games. Like, would that be that shocking? No, no. no. So, you know, they also, I guess, have a lot of volatile teams. Perhaps I think that just says something about the middle tier in the NFL. Yes. Um, where there's a lot of teams with high ceilings and low floors. Okay, let me give you this real quick, and then I've got one more fun question for you, and then we can run out to practice because we're late for practice anyway. So I, I tried yesterday in the Friday mailbag to lay out the teams that I thought were decidedly worse 
decidedly better and probably oh the same as the Vikings. And I'm trying to trying to find this real quick because it was it was a great question for Friday Mailbag. How many teams roughly were in kind of that tier? Uh, there were a lot, though, in the right. middle tier. So hold on. I'm scrolling, and I'll find it in just a second. But I think what I found, to your point, is, okay, I've got it. The teams that I had in the NFC, definitely – the Vikings are better than the Eagles, Lions, and Panthers. You agree with that? Agreed. Decidedly better. Yep. They're probably better than the Giants, Saints, and Falcons. I would probably move the Giants so they're definitely better than the Giants. Okay. But yes, agreed. Fair. Too close to call. I have Washington, Dallas, Chicago, Arizona, and LA. God, that's a that's a big group and LA is the only one that scares me in that. That was the only one that gives me pause that I might say LA is probably better. The high end of LA is probably better. I just don't believe in it. I like sure. Matt Stafford. I'm sorry. Pushing man. back on how, you know, Matt Stafford was kind of a middling quarterback for it in the eyes of so many. And then he goes to a good offensive coach and everybody says, Oh my God, he's, he's like a, the sixth best quarterback in the league. Well, We'll see. At the same time, Kerry Collins went to a Super Bowl once, so you never know. <laughs> and and Joe, Joe Joe Flacco, like is Stafford not Joe Flacco? Right. And eventually, it did click once. Uh, they're probably not better than the Packers, Bucks, Seahawks, 49ers. You only said probably on these. Well, I mean, they're definitely not better than the Packers. I didn't get to definitely not better than. Like okay. that's that's not so a, there's that's not, not an category. above category. No, this okay. yeah, this is the yes. highest category. So th- I would agree with all those teams. I would just say they're definitely not better than those teams. Yeah, that that's how I had it. Is that gotcha. the Vikings yep. are fair enough? Probably slash definitely not better than the Packers, Bucks, Seattle. So that puts you right in that ballpark. Of- I will say I'm not as sold on Seattle. I would probably mm-hmm. bump them a notch to <sighs> Seattle's probably better, but I I'm not sold on Seattle um, being a great team this year. Here's the way I think of that: is last year Seattle was kind of a bleep show. Their defense was trash. Their quarterback was fighting with their coaching staff. <laughs> they went 12 and four. The Vikings have two seasons like that since 1998. Yeah. Fair their enough. Quarterback that's fair. Is that's really fair. good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so and their he, quarterback yeah. hating the game plan, hating the coach still won 12 games. Okay. That's fair. He's really good. Okay. I just wanted to ask you the most obnoxious training camp story in the NFL, not Rogers. You can't say Rogers. But a thing that you're seeing all over the NFL, everyone's talking about this, that, or the other thing. So we kind of touched be best, on it. It used to be best shape of your life that was annoying. No one says that anymore. Oh, so you're not talking but, about a very specific. No, just very very specific is fine. Whatever it comes to mind for you that's like just super obnoxious and you wish would go away. We touched on it briefly. I think it's Stafford suddenly being yeah. an amazing quarterback. Yeah. Like even in Sando's um, quarterback tiers, which are always excellent and always fun to read, Suddenly he jumps up like five spots. He wasn't, his numbers didn't drastically improve. He just went to a different team. Like, yes, I have immense respect for McVay and, you know, he's in a much better situation than Detroit, but that doesn't automatically make him a better quarterback. I, I think he'll be good. I think he was good. Like that's about where I think he is. He's, he's good. He's, you know, you, you could do better. You could do a lot worse. He's good. Uh, and yet because he's in a new situation, everybody's talking about him as, you know, an MVP candidate. What, what are we talking about? It's just so 2018 Vikings that I can't yes. get over. It. I can't get past that. Uh, I was going to say Madden ratings. I am oh, extremely, God. 
unbelievably done with this player doesn't th- and I'm the respect to Justin Jefferson who is quote going to use it as motivation Justin already seems pretty motivated to me I don't think that there's like more motivation I don't know they but, say that like, there's just, not a single player just that was brutal. like oh okay well I wasn't motivated but I got a yeah. 91 in speed watch how fast yeah. I can run now uh, it's just I see the pro football talk headlines every day. This oh, player God. thinks he should have been rated higher on on Madden. <laughs> Justin Jefferson said it right. It's a video game. Like, it's a video come game. Come on, man. Come on. People are mad that like Matt Ryan is rated like tenth or something. Who cares? I mean, as as a gamer, who cares? It's not a story. It's just not a story. Submission not at all. for your next mailbag. Uh, list out the quarterbacks. Definitely better than Cousins, probably better than Cousins, around the same as Cousins, and Cousins is definitely better than. That's uh, what Madden thinks of how much they're better than would be also a thing I would not write about. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, that, that is actually an article on purpleinsider.substack.com I did earlier this year with their schedule, like better, right. worse, same yep. per Cousins for their schedule. So uh, the problem with Kirk is it's like the group that's similar to him is – even bigger Massive. than the group. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, it's very big. So anyway, well, thank you for filling out my survey. Thank you for taking all of your time as we got to run out to practice here. Playoff and, loss uh, in the wild card round. You heard it here you first it via here. 26 points. Well, that no, that was me. You had them winning. You have them going to the oh, division. Yeah. Of course, who I, could yeah. forget? Yes. Yeah. This is a negative <laughs> podcast, obviously. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. <laughs> all right. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back again. Night practice. That'll be the next time you hear from us. All right, later.